Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Turn up your volume, because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast, with Adam Ray, the sickest Chicago Bears and fantasy football podcast. It's going to be sick. Hey everybody, I got one thing that I need to let you know, kind of a kind of a PSA, if you will. Justin Fields and Tua Tunga Tua Tunga Vailoa are two different people. They're two different quarterbacks who are not similar at all. And I need you to stop saying that. Like for, for you to come out and be like, oh, they're, they're basically the same guy. Is like if I started saying that the rock and I were the same guy, like, look, we're both bald. We're both on TV. Neither one of us has been in a WWE ring this year. So basically, The Rock and I are similar. Like, stop saying this. If you want to come up with reasons why Brian Flores should not be the head coach of the Chicago Bears, and you have valid reasons, that's fine. But I need you to stop with this notion that they're the same player, because they're not. Because one of the biggest things that Brian Flores did not like about Tua was the fact that he didn't throw the ball down the field. And if they didn't have Jalen Waddell, then they would have it would have been even worse for him. Justin Fields excels throwing the ball down the field. He is a deep ball threat. He was fourth in the NFL in air yards per attempt. Justin Fields is a vastly different quarterback from Tua Tungavailoa. They don't even throw it the same hand. So come up with some other narrative. And I want you to stop, and I don't care what it is. I just want you to stop saying that Justin Fields and Tua are the same guy because they are not. And you know what, Sammy? Let's start the show. Turn up your volume because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Adam Ray. The sickest Chicago Bears and fantasy football podcast. It's going to be sick. Hey everybody, Adam Rank here with the Sick Podcast Chicago, the sickest Chicago Bears podcast in all of the land, and I am still fired up because a lot of people say this, they're like, hey, if you didn't work well with a young quarterback before, again, like, that would be like if like, hey, you know what, like, you didn't like pistachio ice cream, so there's no way you'll like Cobra Kai, like, it's not, it doesn't go together, but here's the thing, Brian Flores will be interviewing very soon 
with the Chicago Bears. And if you want to get a full breakdown of how we feel about a lot of these coaching candidates and GM candidates, there are other past episodes of the Sick Podcast with Adam Rank available to you everywhere you download podcasts. I don't know. I don't know what your preference is. And it doesn't matter. We got you covered on every platform. Apple, Google, Stitch, whatever it is, YouTube, we got you covered. So you can go back and listen to those. But I do want to go through a couple of notes here. Uh, Ian Rappaport has tweeted out today on Thursday. Uh, there are some 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 news. Not a lot. But listen, I know we want to get on with, with getting a GM, getting a coach, but we are going to be taking our time. We're going to be looking through and, and going through a large variety of candidates. And the Bears will meet with Colts defensive coordinator, Matt Eberflus on Monday. Uh, he is one of the top defensive-minded coaches in the game. Now, the Bears are also bringing in various members of the Colts organization to interview for the GM job. Now, there's Ed Dodds. There's Morocco Brown, which, you know, if you think of Eberflus coming in with one of those two guys, maybe both of those guys, there could be a lot of sense. Of course, Brian Flores actually seems like kind of a, a connection to Ed Dodds. I think that the prevailing sentiment with most Bears fans are Ed Dodds, Brian Flores, let's go. Let's bring in Ken Dorsey or somebody like that to run the offense because that was one of the biggest things. Like, if you want to legitimately say that Brian Flores went through a lot of uh, offensive coordinators, that's true. And I would say that the offensive coordinator hire is probably just as important as anything else. But again, that's fine. Brian Flores would be come in to instill some discipline, make the Bears badass again. Kind of like when Lovey Smith came in. Lovey Smith was great against the Packers. I think a lot of us forget that. That's what we're looking for. Now they've also going to be in, they will also, I should say, the Bears will be interviewing Jeff Ireland on Friday, which is eh, all right, fair enough. Jeff Ireland works best with Jim Harbaugh. And I don't know if Jim Harbaugh is going to be coming to the Bears. Every time the more this goes on, the more convinced I am that Jim Harbaugh, if he leaves Michigan, is going to be going to the Las Vegas Raiders. He's going to pair up with Vic Fangio. They're going to give it a run. That would be a lot of fun. And I, and I don't hate the Raiders. So I think that would be awful. That would be a lot of, that would be cool, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Also, if we're talking about coaches from college, from the Big Ten, Ryan Day uh, is like fired his entire defensive staff. I think it was today. I the, the news didn't make it sound like a guy who's leaving Ohio State. So I know a lot of people wanted to kind of like, hey, maybe Ryan Day comes out. He's like, yeah, that, that's fine. It's fine. I I don't. I never really loved the idea of Ryan Day coming to Chicago. That's kind of like you know, you know, looking back through your Facebook and trying to find your college girlfriend. Like maybe what she's doing, what she doing that like that. Like sometimes those are things are just better left in the past. We don't need to revisit that. So we also have. Uh, so obviously, he's probably not going to be coming to Chicago. Kowesi Adolfo Mensa uh, interviewed for the GM job on Thursday. Leslie Frazier. Oh, by the way, the team also did interview Glenn Cook, Doug Peterson. Uh, Doug Peterson, of course, going for the head coaching gig. I know that there are some. I've seen some kids blogging like, yeah, apparently Doug. Pe You're not insiders. Nobody knows how those interviews went. I'm just reporting that they met and they interviewed things like that. Now, Leslie Frazier is going to be interviewing with the Miami Dolphins after the Buffalo Bills playoff game this weekend, which is kind of like, you know what, Leslie, that, that's a good spot for you. Why don't you go do that? Like, we 
I of all the candidates, like Leslie Frazier is fine, but it's like, yeah, I'm kind of looking a different direction. Like when somebody is like trying to like talk you into something, like, hey, you should go out with my friend. You're like, nah, I don't know. But here's the thing, Leslie Frazier in in Miami. Oh, I love that. It's a great call, guys. Why don't you work on that? Uh, God bless Leslie Frazier and what he did for the '85 Bears. I think that uh, he will we will forever be uh, indebted to him and that great team and that great run. But uh, and you want to talk about a team that needs to start living outside of the 85 bears. Maybe we shouldn't bring in Leslie Frazier quality person. If he was our defensive coordinator, I would love it as a head coach. I'm not so convinced. No disrespect to him. Great man. Enjoy Miami. Let's say that's where older people go. Anyways, is that being stereotypical? It is. Am I going to apologize? I'm not. So that is what is the latest of the bears news. And of course, if you want to get more in depth, you can go back and listen to some of the older episodes of the sick podcast, the sickest Chicago bears podcast going, but you know what? On top of being bears fans, we're also going to be, uh, we're also NFL fans. I mean, we love the playoffs. We're not in it. We love it though. The Packers aren't playing this week. It's perfect. Like this is, this is perfect. Like the Packers aren't going to be ruining our weekend. We're going to be able to watch some great football, maybe not have some stakes into it. Although if you do, if you, if you, you know, lean that way, where you need some action. We're going to have cash on. Yeah, my guy cash is going to be joining us a little bit later. But right now, I would like to take this opportunity to give you some things that you need to know going into the playoff weekend. And I will give you my quick picks as well. Now, these are some nuggets. I need you to uh, get a get a, get a a pen, get a paper, or get out your phone. Get ready to jot down some of these notes. And when you're hanging out, drinking beers with your friends this weekend, you can drop some of this knowledge. You don't have to give me credit. You don't have to give the NFL research team credit. You can say that you came up with this on your own. But this is some stuff that you need to know. First of all, I will say this. On this day, this is Thursday. Thursday. Uh, on this day in 1991, Marcus Allen ran for 140 yards. Jay Schroeder threw for a pair of touchdown passes. And the Raiders beat the Cincinnati Bengals 20-10 to 10 in a playoff win. The Bengals have not won another playoff game since that contest. Since Bo Jackson was injured. I think it was Fuller who grabbed his leg and yanked it, ruined his hip. He went on to play baseball. He played for the Angels. He played for the White Sox, did some other things. Now he's just walking around in those Heisman Heisman House commercials. One of the greatest players of all time. One of the biggest what-ifs ever in sports history. Like when you think about greatest what-ifs of all time in sports history, I think of Bo Jackson. I think of uh, what if Marlo, Mario Lemieux. It stayed healthy through his whole career. And uh, what if Kyle Brandt had competed in the challenge? Kyle Brandt, imagine him going up against CT and Johnny Bananas. I, I think it would have been awesome. But any event, uh, as I get my notes ready for me, I want to give you some stuff that you need to know heading into the playoffs. Now, we all start with that Raiders and Bengals game. Derek Carr has compiled over 31,000 passing yards and 193 touchdown passes in eight NFL season. Both the third most by any player prior to his first career playoff start. The only only Hall of Famer, Sony Jurgensen and Fran Tarkenton had more in either metric before their postseason debut. The bad news, uh, neither one of those guys won the Super Bowl. Maybe Derek can switch that up a little bit. But also, and I said this on uh, Tony Marinaro's podcast, uh, according to Next Gen Stats, the Raiders defense leads the NFL with a 33.6 passer rating, despite blitzing 
at an NFL low 14.4% this season. A lot of that has to do with Max Crosby being able to pressure the quarterback without blitzing. But for the Bengals, uh, you know what? When he is under pressure, Joe Burrow is one of the best quarterbacks in the game. He leads the NFL with close to 10 passing yards per attempt and is ranked second with over 1,000 passing yards when he has been pressured in 2021. Burrow also led the NFL with a 70-plus percent completion percentage on tight window throws. And he finished the regular season in Week 17, which means he is the first player in NFL history to record 400 passing yards, four-plus touchdowns, and no picks in back-to-back games. And now you look at that and you're like, well, you got to be picking the Bengals. Uh, I'm not picking the Bengals. I'm picking the Raiders. It's a head pick. It's not what, excuse me, it's not a head pick. It's a hard pick. I love Derek Carr and everything that Derek Carr has gone through this season. There is no way that I can go against Derek Carr. I'm sorry. Am I one of the, am I the fourth Carr brother? I might be. I can't do it. Won't do it. All right. The Patriots and Bills. Sorry about this. I'm trying to make sure that I give you the most correct information. So I'm adjusting my screen here, but the Patriots and Bills split their two meetings this season, each team winning in the other team's yard. Of course, that Patriots Bills game on Monday night football was one for the ages. Now, Bill Belichick is familiar with winning in Buffalo. He is 19 and three on the road against the Bills. Another win would tie him with George Hallis. Ever heard of him? Uh, With the most road wins against a single opponent, including the playoffs, George Hallis has 20 wins, had 20 road wins against the Green Bay Packers. Oh, yeah, George Hallis owned the Packers. But uh, Bill Belichick could tie that with a victory, of course. And Mac Jones will be the first rookie quarterback to start a playoff game in Patriots history uh, this week when he takes on the Bills. The bad news for Jones, though, in the Super Bowl era, rookie quarterbacks are 0-3 in playoffs versus teams that led the NFL in scoring defense and total defense. The Bills led the NFL in both scoring defense and total defense this season. They're one of eight teams to lead all three, uh, to lead the league in all three categories since 1990. Eight times that has happened, four of those teams have gone on to the Super Bowl. Cash is probably going to talk me out of picking the Bills. I'm picking the Bills. Picking the Bills. I can't help it. I'm just a human being. Now, We have the Philadelphia Eagles. We have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I don't know if you know this. Tom Brady once lost the Super Bowl to the Philadelphia Eagles. Why are are more people talking about this? Actually, everybody's talked about this at great length this week. And And by the way, when we get to those Sunday morning shows and you think you're clever pulling it, like it's, it's done. It's done. Like I'll be on total access on Friday night. When I make this joke, it's going to be too late. Everybody else, stop making this joke. But I will tell you this. 12 different quarterbacks will start on Super Wild Card Weekend, but it's the one who will be wearing number 12 that has commanded the postseason record book. Uh, Tom Brady has made 45 playoff starts, won 34 of them. He's won 34 of his 45 postseason starts. Uh, the other 11 starting quarterbacks this weekend uh, have 44 games. 24 wins, so not quite as much. Brady also has more passing yards, passing touchdowns, and Super Bowl wins. And, of course, this does not include Aaron Rodgers and Brian Tannehill, who will not be starting this week. But 
The team tasked with preventing Brady's 35th playoff win is the Eagles, who have a slight edge in games and also failed. They've actually stacked up pretty well against Brady in the past. And you know what? This Eagles defense has been playing so much better over the last couple of weeks. The only problem is uh, I'm going to go with the Buccaneers. I think the Buccaneers are going to take this one. And really, I don't know. I'm taking the Buccaneers. Here's the big one. And this is why we're going to bring cash on in a moment. In a moment, not right now. Got some other notes to go through. Cowboys playing host of the San Francisco 49ers. The Cowboys are the first team in NFL history with a 4,000-yard passer, a 1,000-yard rusher, and a 1,000-yard receiver. That 1,000-yard receiver, of course, is CeeDee Lamb, who struggled in fantasy towards the end of the season. Everybody knows that. But they also, in addition to that, other teams have done that. But they are the only team in NFL history to have all those three. To have a player with at least 10 sacks. That's Micah Parsons. Have a player with at least 10 interceptions. That's Diggs. And in the trenches, in the trenches, they have Zach Martin. They have Tyron Smith, who've been selected to the Pro Bowl. An NFL, not an NFL record. An NFL record? Yeah. Together. They've been selected seven times. Together. This tandem. Tag team, like the Young Bucks. The Hart Foundation. Jericho and Lance Storm. Like, I don't know. But let me tell you something about the Dallas Cowboys. They've had... 22 different players score a touchdown this season, the most in NFL history. But I feel like they have a tough game against the San Francisco 49ers who got into the playoffs with a comeback win against the LA Rams. And it's Debo Samuel, who Debo is named after Tommy Lister, the late, great Tommy Lister. And uh, Debo led the NFL with 380 receiving yards after the catch this season, according to Pro Football Focus. And trailed only Cooper Cup in receiving yards after the catch. Yeah, his, I'm sorry. He led the NFL in receiving yards after contact, which is much different than after the catch. Debo running people over, Cooper Cup running away from people, which is both great. Like if I, if you ask me which guy I'd want to be, as, as manly as it looks to be Debo Samuel, like give me Cooper Cup. Like I just want to run away from people. I just want to avoid them. Uh, the only, but Debo is the only player in NFL history with, 1,400 receiving yards and 300 rushing yards in the same season. And the first player uh, since yards after the catch were first tracked to uh, lead the NFL in both yards per reception and yards after the after the catch per reception in the same season. He's amazing, is I think what we're trying to say. Debo could be the difference. All right. Pittsburgh, Kansas City. Well, there, oh, we're getting there. All right. Patrick Mahomes has already joined Ben Roethlisberger's two of the seven quarterbacks to make multiple Super Bowl starts in their first five seasons. But this Sunday, he will do something he's never done. Start a wild card playoff game. Patrick Mahomes has never played in the wild card round. He's never played a road playoff game. And of course, Kansas City is playing host to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Roethlisberger will be making his eighth career start. In this round, tying Hall of Famer Brett Favre for the most all-time with a win, Roethlisberger will match Terry Bradshaw's Steeler record and move into a tie for third all-time with 14 quarterback wins in the postseason. And so, again, though, I love Kansas City. Ben Roethlisberger's out there like, oh, we're just going to have fun. Nobody's giving us a chance. Nobody's giving you a chance because we're coming to the stark realization that that number seven playoff team, kind of not needed. I think we're good. Like, can we go back to six? It's going to be fun on Monday night. I'm going to enjoy the Monday night football. I'm not going to enjoy leaving the studio Monday night after that game. 
But the game should be cool. I should get a oh, I should go to that, right? I should go. I should get a press pass. Uh, but in any event, rounding out the weekend, Arizona Cardinals at the LA Rams on Monday night. Aaron Donald, Chandler Jones, and Von Miller all led the NFL in sacks since they were drafted. Uh, they all rank top six in career sacks per game. And the only three players ahead of them on that list, Reggie White, Lawrence Taylor, and Demarcus Ware, five of those six sack masters, have something Donald does not, a Super Bowl ring. And by the way, Matthew Stafford tied Hall of Famer Kurt Warner's single-season Rams record with 41 touchdown passes this season, but also through 17 picks. By the way, it is weird to have Kurt Warner like they, I know they're calling this the Kurt Warner bowl, but you're like Kurt Warner played for, uh, he played for St. Louis LA Rams are different to me. I don't know. I don't know if that, I don't know. Am I the only one who feels that way? I'm sure there's a lot of LA fans who feel that way, but by the way, I'm going to take the Rams in that one. So uh, to reiterate, to go through my picks one more time, and then we're going to bring on cash. Well, we'll bring in the money guy who knows what he's talking about. As opposed to me. Uh, we like the Raiders bills, Bucks. 49ers, Chiefs, Rams. That's me. By the way, I got to go pick up my daughter from school. Getting that notification. I turned, I silenced my phone, but my alarm still come on. But Sammy, can we bring on cash? Is he still waiting or did he bounce? Is he mad? Are you mad at me? I'm good, man. I'm good to go. I'm going to challenge you on a few of these picks, but uh, I'm not mad. I'm good. Let me tell you a couple of things where I, I will dig in where I won't dig in. Or here's what, here's what I want to tell you. And you can go any direction you want to go. The Raiders one that I know is irrational. And I will tell you right now that I am friends with David Carr. And I, I we're friends. It's not like, oh, he's my coach. Like, I'm a, he's a friend. Like, when there's an earthquake in the Central Valley, I text him. His brothers hit me up for Madden codes. We're friends. So I'm a biased in that one. I'm okay. sorry. i got to let you know. But uh, what is – I know – We'll pick two of these games out because I know there's two that you feel very strongly about. If I'm not mistaken, it's the 49ers and it's the Patriots game. Exactly. Do you mind? Why do you like the Patriots in this contest? Yeah, I'm going to tell you why I like the Patriots. It's it's simple. A lot of people are going to fade Mac Jones. It's his first appearance in the playoffs, and a lot of people are going to say all that kind of stuff. Number one, it's not a QB-centric team. Number two, he's played the Bills twice already. He knows what they're going to do. They've seen what they've done. One of those games was in a massive snow game through once. I still think that he's got plenty of experience against this team specifically. If it was against another team, you could make a little bit of an argument and maybe I wouldn't want to get on there with you. But for looking at the spread alone, it's four and a half points. I make this game like a coin flip. I actually make New England a a slight favorite. So the fact that you can get four and a half points, the fact that Mac Jones has played this team twice and you get Bill Belichick in the playoffs, New England's, yeah, they went cold the last few weeks, but it's better they went cold the last few weeks than they do this week because this is where they're going to show up. They can make an AFC championship appearance. I don't know if they're going to get to the Super Bowl. I don't see the Bills getting there. I see New England getting see New England getting the job done. I can see a nice close game, low scoring game. And I think all this talk about Mac Jones being a rookie, I think it's bogus. I think uh, I don't think he's going to let them down in any way. Besides, we all know what he's going to do. He's going to throw a four yard slant, and they're going to be running on first and second down anyways. So that's well, I think opinion. I think the one thing that we can agree on is I have the Bills winning this game by three points, twenty three twenty. It should probably be more like 13 10 or 17 yeah. 14. Maybe I should read I should read I should read I should go back down to 17 14. So I I will say this without giving listen I don't know what any of these numbers mean. I'm just telling you. Yeah. I have the Bills winning. Let's just say 17 14. Take that however take that however you want to take it. 
It makes sense. It, it makes a lot of sense. I, I just don't see the Patriots going out here in the first round. I don't see it happening. How many times in the last 10 years have we seen the Patriots looking a little bit shaky? Yes, I know they had Tom Brady, but the team dynamic is still there. They have a lot of players on defense. I just don't see it happening. I, I really don't. Every every wild card week, there's there's like a few upsets, and this has to be one that happens, right? I know you like the right. you said you like the Raiders, not to hop off topic, but you said you no, like please. the Raiders. I can't get there on the Raiders, but I think the Patriots are way more likely to upset the Bills than the than the Raiders are to upset the Bengals. I will say this. One of the things that has really impressed me about the Buffalo Bills, obviously we, I made the note about the defense and how well they've played uh, leading the NFL in scoring defense and total defense. And that's great. One of the things that they learned from that first meeting with the Patriots, obviously a snow game, is Sean McDermott just got outcoached. And it, was, it wasn't humi- – I know the defense wasn't humiliated, even though they were very upset in the post-game press conferences. I remember one of the guys – I think it was Isaiah McKenzie walked off, which was cool. Yeah, they readjusted. And one of the things that we said, uh, Andrew Hawkinson and I said after that game is that Josh Allen can't be their leading rusher. Like, it's great that he has that threat to run the football. They've run the ball more and they've been more effective with it. And so Devin Singletary has been a bigger factor, which, again, I think helps the Bills maintain a little bit more in this one. I don't know. And I could again, I think on on in one sense, we agree. But in another sense, we kind of don't agree. But I think that, um, listen, just figure out figure out what you got to do. Figure <laughs> out what you got to do. Um, Cowboys 49ers. Now, you and I, Cash, we have been huge proponents of the 49ers. I don't think either one of us wavered. Even when the 49ers were not playing well, we no. both in concert said, listen, once this team's healthy, it's a brand new ball game. And they got a little bit of a scare last week in Los Angeles. Yeah rallied to win well you know what it doesn't matter now they're they're at the party they got yeah. they found out where the party was and they've showed up i love the 49ers in this one how are you feeling yeah adam something really scary when both of us agree on a game we're nine and one dating back oh. to started on the show uh yes. with tony uh, and that's that's incredible and this is another game where we both agree and we agree on an underdog and here's the thing i don't know i don't know if you'd go as far as this but i think the wrong team is favored here i think the 49ers should be favored oh the cowboys God. The Cowboys play in the worst division in the NFL. If you look at the last 10 games played in the NFC, the 49ers actually have the best record of all teams in the NFC. So if you just cut out the first half of the year where they were like one and four, where they weren't playing good football, you're looking at maybe one of the best teams, one of the best Super Bowl contenders, but people are letting those first four, first five games cloud their judgment. And make no mistake about it, this team was in the, the Super Bowl two years ago. Guys, they're getting hot at the right time. They're getting healthy at the right time. They're getting a lot of their guys in the secondary back. Trent Williams is looking like he's going to play. They have no massive, no really key injury to speak of. The Cowboys don't either, but the 49ers are just a much better team. And then let's speak about the coaching advantage. You have Mike yeah. McCarthy against Kyle Shanahan. Like that, is, is, that might be one of the biggest coaching gaps I've seen all year. Everybody, and, I it is so funny to me. Like when you talk about Mike McCarthy and everybody's like, well, it, it's different. I'm like, how is it different? Like we, we have a lot, we have a, a, a huge catalog of him not getting it done with Aaron Rodgers. And I love Dak Prescott, and I would put Dak Prescott as an elite-level quarterback, but he's – I would say Aaron Rodgers is probably a little better. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know what? He just doesn't get it done. He's never patient enough. He's the one who always blinks first. And I think Kyle Shanahan will stick to his guns. We saw it last week in Los Angeles. Kyle yeah. Shanahan, down by 17, never wavered. No. never. He never. He's never panicking. He's never doing anything like that. So to me, it's very obvious that – Kyle Shanahan's got a coaching advantage. I think this is, I, I have the 49ers winning this one 28, 25. 
I, I don't think I'm giving the 49ers enough respect. Maybe it's a cosmetic touchdown that the Cowboys score at the end. But yeah. the Cowboys, everybody's getting too clouded of a 50-point win over the football team. 100%. And a 50-point win over the Eagles. Where they aren't playing anybody. Yeah, not no, they anybody. haven't. They haven't. You, you, you can't even, you can't look at those games. You really got to throw those games out. And that's what a lot of the people watching do. They're going to see that blow and they're going to be like, wow, they're only three-point favorites. They just got to win by a field goal, right? Uh, like, I'm telling you, Adam, this is this is this is going to be a sharp square divide. A lot of the Joes, a lot of the guys watching from home are going to take the Cowboys. The guys who make money long term, the guys who predict really well, they're going to be on the 49ers because they're not going to look at the, the recency bias from a week or two weeks ago. And keep in mind, this 49ers team just beat a, an excellent Rams team after what looked like to be a fraudulent first half. They came back and the 49ers were a much better team in the second half. And that's what I expect to see. One more point. Uh, yeah, the please. 49ers do have one weakness, and it's in the secondary. It's giving up yeah. passing yards, and it's giving up big plays. However, Dak Prescott has struggled throwing the ball when he doesn't get 100 yards rushing. I don't yeah. think you're going to see the dominant rushing game from the Dallas Cowboys. I think the 49ers are going to sit in man coverage. They're going to stack the box. They're not going to let Zeke, and they're not going to let Pollard get these big runs. You're going to be in third and long situations, and that's when Dak historically has struggled. Third and seven, third and eight, third and nine. He hasn't been great in those situations. He's tendencies to throw picks throw short of the first down marker i think san francisco is going to dominate the time of possession and they're going to figure them out on defense 100 percent. i think the one thing that would behoove mike mccarthy is is spending a lot of time going to tony pollard which he's never done no he's never done he's stubborn he never wants to go to his best running back yeah i mean it's clear to everybody like tony pollard's the best running back on that team and they never go to them and you know it, it reminds me going back to the relationship that i have with with david and derek and Darren, I don't want to leave Darren out. Um, but I remember Derek telling me, or David told me on Thanksgiving, we were doing the TA postgame show on Thanksgiving Day. And he said that going into that game on Thanksgiving, the Raiders were most concerned about Tony Pollard. And that, you know what? If Tony Pollard makes big plays, and he did in special teams. Yeah. It's like, I don't know what it is about these coaches that they just don't want to go to their best play. Like, who cares who makes the most money? Yeah. If, if by some miracle, the Cowboys decided, like, we're featuring Tony Pollard in this game. Yeah. Uh, we could we could be in some trouble. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think I we're going to comfortably feel great about the 49ers. And um, I don't know how how much you like looking into the future, but to me, when I had to make picks, I'm like, I'm picking the 49ers for the Super Bowl. The AFC is a little bit more muddled for me. But yeah. for me, I'm like, it looks like the 49ers to me. And yeah, and, and you make a great point. I actually placed a bet this week. I took the 49ers 26 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. Number one, there's incredible value there. Number two, if they win this game, who do they play? Guys, let's be honest. The Eagles probably aren't going to win. It's going to be the Buccaneers that get through. So who do the 49ers play? The 49ers are going to run into the Packers. I think they match up extremely well with the Packers. Again, the Packers struggle with these guys. The Packers have won their last two meetings, but the one last year, the 49ers, I think were 10-point underdogs that half their roster out. Right. That doesn't count. This year, again, they trailed 17-0 to the Packers. What did they do? They took the lead with 20 seconds left, but Jimmy G, unfortunately, didn't chew another 10 seconds off the play clock to get that, that down. That wasn't his – no, there was a – I remember that play. I couldn't fault him for that. Like, you just – no, because they needed a touchdown was yeah, the problem. Yeah, but they had three timeouts. They still needed a – that's the problem. They needed a touchdown in that instance. Like, yeah. I'm with you. Like, I thought the Raiders – did it very smart against the chargers yeah. where they're like, and although it's a, it's, <laughs> it's, it's such a great, like, it's such a great move to beat your rival like that. Yeah. And especially, you know, the history between the Raiders and the chargers, Al Davis started as a chargers assistant. So of course you want to go beat them um, when you could have easily walked off the field with a tie. I think that 
If the 49ers were down two, you kick that field goal on the last play. But I just don't think that you – I don't know. I'll go back and watch it. Maybe we'll I, see I what happens. I we'll agree see. with you real quickly, just to touch on it for one more second. I agree with you 100%. But there was 35 seconds left, and there was still eight seconds left on the, on the, on the shot clock, and they had three timeouts. But go watch it. Tell me if I'm wrong, and we'll disagree. You know what? You know what? Honestly, if that's the case, then I'll I'll, I'll apologize. Because I, you know what? Um, who was doing that the other day? It might have even been the Raiders who were snapping the ball too quick. It was like, the Chargers. What are you the Chargers. Chargers on their overtime drive. They left about two minutes over and change. Yeah, like lead the clock, guys. But 100%. but in any event, well, listen, Cash. Thank you so much for uh, for joining us here. Uh, hopefully, you know we'll we'll make you a regular. Guest, uh, very pleased to have you. You know, you're our first guest on the show, appreciate that. and you're part of the sick family. So, uh, appreciate you having or appreciate you sticking around because this was a thing we did. We did Tony's podcast, and then yeah. Cash was like, I want to stick around. I'm like, Oh, it's like, Well, come on. Uh, but thank you for doing that. We appreciate you, and uh, we'll catch up real soon. We'll gloat about the 49ers in the future. Thank you, Adam. Sounds good. All right, there he goes. And, uh, you know what? How about this? I'm going to go look at the comments. We haven't seen any. Here's the thing. I'm going to wrap this up right now. I want to thank everybody for joining us here for the Sick Podcast Chicago, the Sickest Chicago Bears podcast. Make sure you like and subscribe all the appropriate pages. Find us on any platform where you consume podcasts. Watch us on YouTube. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff. Like, subscribe, tell people, let everybody know. Tell somebody like, Rank has a Bears podcast, finally. You can find us right here in the Sick Podcast. Thank you so much. Till next time, we'll see you soon. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Adam Rank on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.